Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome. Thanks for being here for me today. I forgot that you were all going to be late today, so... No, I'm just kidding. Hey, we just got started here. We had a little problem down here with uh, some internet problems and stuff, but we're ready to go. We're ready to do this. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And thanks for joining us today. We appreciate everyone being there. Thank you very, very much for being here for us today. And uh, it's Akuma Wednesday, plus we give away a bunch of products today because it's November. It's the 1st of November, so... We got products to give away today. We got some Opsin floral carbon we're going to give away today. And we got some, uh, we got a swag bag of Promar products to give away today. So uh, we'll get the show started here. I just want to thank you all for joining us. Thanks for waiting for me. I'm sorry I'm a half an hour late, but things happen. But here we go. It's Okuma Wednesday. We always talk about an Okuma product on Wednesdays. And we got a good one to talk about today. We've been talking about this product for a couple of weeks. And also, I want to announce the fact that John Bretz is going to join us again next Friday. John is the president of product development for Okuma. He's going to join us with his good friend and my good buddy, Todd Manzer. And they're going to talk about how that Makaira series reel came to be, him and Todd. We're instrumental on putting that whole system together. So I'm excited to have them on the show on uh, on next Friday. And then this Friday, we got Jeff Wilson from Louisiana. I said Texas yesterday. I made a mistake. He's actually from Louisiana, and he's catching all those swordfish. He has 700-plus swordfish in his resume. And a couple of fish over 600 pounds. So we'll have Jeff with us on the show on Friday. I'm super excited about that. And then the following Friday, we got John Bretza, the president of product development for Akuma. But today is a special day. It always is. We'll announce the winners of all the all the cool stuff a little bit later in the show. But gang, it's text the show Wednesday. You can text anything you want to talk about to me. I will try to answer your questions to the best of my ability. And uh, how do you get those questions in? You send them to 949-374-0786. Dino, it's always a pleasure to have you watch the show. Jimmy, Kim and Dan, everybody, thank you always for watching the show. Was that incredible last night? Let's talk about that for a minute. Have you ever seen anything like that? Any of you that watched the show last night, was that incredible? I'll tell you what, they do Halloween right down here. As the night progressed, it got more and more crowded down in the marina. Then they shut the streets off at nine o'clock and the town goes absolutely bananas. So many people out with their children last night celebrating Halloween. Kind of like how it used to be in, in California when I was growing up. Halloween was a big deal. Well, it's a big deal down here in Mexico. We gave away so much candy 
At one time, we had over a thousand people watching live. It was absolutely incredible. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch, so fun. Paragon Fishing and Travel, give us a text message. Send me a message, 949-374-0786, and uh, let me know. I can help you with your business, 949-374-0786. If you want to text the show, if you have a great question to ask me. Yeah, Mike Lewis, that was absolutely incredible last night. I couldn't even, I couldn't believe the amount of people down there was that that crowd was insane, but it was the same thing last year and uh, two years before that. They know how to do it up right down here. It is pretty spectacular. Um, it just blows my mind how many people come out and actually enjoy the whole holiday season, the whole Halloween thing. And it's just going to get crazier and crazier leading up to Christmas down here. Lots of people coming into town for the holidays down here in Cabo San Lucas. The weather is extremely beautiful right now. There's no wind. The ocean's flat, dorado or biting. Lots of striped marlin up, up the coast from Cabo. They'll be sliding their way down here. November is always the best month for fishing in Cabo. It's going to be really, really good. They got the big... Uh, Tuna tournament going off tomorrow and the next day. And then that'll pretty much roll, be the end of the tournament season down here in Cabo. And then it, the fish seem to really, really bite well right after tournament time. Right after the end of the tournaments, the fish really, really... Hey, Marley, how are you doing, buddy? They really start to bite better. Once everybody leaves and things start to calm down, the water's already getting clean from the hurricane. Things are already starting to happen, gang. So uh, if you haven't seen that video we're talking about, everybody's commenting about it. If you go over to my Facebook page, Your Saltwater Guide, and look, we went live last night from down in the marina in Cabo San Lucas, and there was literally thousands and thousands of children out trick-or-treating. My wife, Kelly, my good friend, Lisa, and then... Myself, we had tw 20 pounds of candy. And uh, that was thanks to all your donations, all the stars and all the tips you give us on f YouTube and the stars. We were able to buy a bunch of candy and then give it away to all those children down in the marina last night. It was insane. And then uh, we showed you a little bit of the uh, costume contest going on at the Paradiso Mall, it was so fun. It was just absolutely incredible. Hello, Dave Burst. I really enjoy it. I love getting down there. The really cool thing about the children is they're very, very polite. Every single child that we gave candy to thanked us over and over again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Over and over, we heard thank you so many times. And that's pretty special. That means... For me, that means their parents took the time to teach them how to say thank you and then to actually say thank you. That's something that's lost. You don't see that in Southern California anymore. You very, very rarely do you see anybody being nice anymore up there. And that's something I wanted to talk about. I was thinking about on my drive back today was why is everybody so flipping negative? What is the deal? Why is negativity the, the deal now? If you go and look at this video we posted, I've been 
showing little bits and pieces of it on our show for the last couple weeks of Jamie and Mike up at their house up there showing you how to eat popcorn lobster legs. We posted that right now. The thing's approaching across all social media in four hours. It's approaching 60,000 views and 10,000 comments. And every single one of the comments are the most negative, vile, filthy, rotten comments I've ever seen in my life. Listen, gang, we're eating the whole lobster, every part of it. So if we take the legs off and make popcorn lobster legs off of it, that is silly. How could that be a bad thing? How, how I don't understand. The negativity is just mind-boggling. I can take it. I've been doing this for so long. The more negative you are, the better it is for my algorithm and everything else. But when you attack my friends and you attack my children or you attack my wife, then I then I get pissed and I just ban you forever. Hey, Mar, what you doing, dude? What you, come here. Come on. Get up here. Get up here. I just ban you forever. But gang, if you want to, we're trying, Elliot and I are doing our very best to, uh, erase these filthy, vile comments as fast as we can. But if you want to see something funny after the show, jump on those anywhere, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and check out the popcorn lobster leg video. It's a phenomenal video. Mike and Jamie, thank you very much. You put it together. It came out spectacular. But you want something fun? Go look at the negative comments. It just blows my mind. Yeah, we just we just erase them. But yeah, it's good. The algorithm loves it. The algorithm loves it. It's all working for me. The more negative, the more I make. I don't understand. They think they're going to get me. They're not going to get me. That that boat left a long flipping time ago. I just enjoy everything. I just enjoy life. I have the greatest life in the world. I have phenomenal friends through your saltwater guide and through just life in general and all those negative people on there, they were never going to have an opportunity to be our friends anyway. So I guess they're just jealous. Maybe that's it. I don't really understand. But gang, don't forget, you can text the show at 949-374-0786. And Kelly girls standing by taking care of Finn and Mar and excuse me, Finn and Dahlia and the outside cats. But I need some help, gang. Finn, our Kelly savior cat, the saint, the cat that saved Kelly, he's peeing. He's marking our house all night, our furniture. Our, he's even marking the microwave oven. Does anybody out there have any idea how we can get him to stop marking everything? He's losing his mind because we have those kitties, those outside cats, and then we have a big old Tom cat that comes and messes with the two outside little girl cats. And my cat Mark Finn is just marking the hell out of the house. I need help gang. If anybody knows how to stop that, I know this is a fishing podcast, but this marking thing, this cat marking my house is just driving my beautiful wife crazy. So we need some help gang. And uh, if you guys text the show and you send me a text message, then you're going to get entered into the chance to win a free t-shirt. And Kelly girl's going to send out the shirts and Devo. We're sending out a shirt to you. I got your address. Kelly's putting all those orders together today. We have quite a few things to send out and stand by because we're going to give away that, uh, swag bag. 
from Promar, and we're going to give away that spool of ops and floral karma. So just stand by on the show. And then here's something else that's been going on that I've been begging you guys to do, and no one is doing it. And I don't know why, unless I'm somehow I'm just not seeing it, and I don't know how I cannot see it. But I need you to share this podcast. It's an easy thing to do right on the bottom, right there underneath me is a share button. Click the share button and share this with all your friends and family. We do this show Monday through Friday, 12 o'clock, unless Dave's late like he was today. But normally 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, we do this live podcast Monday through Friday. I need you all to hit the share button. It's easy. It's free. Hit the share button. Help us out and send in your questions. If you have any questions and you want me to help you answer them about fishing or boating or whatever you got, let me know. I just had a phenomenal week fishing with my buddy, Kevin Cubby Paul in the Bisbee's tournament. Unfortunately, there was only two fish caught and we didn't catch either one. One of our buddies did get one that was worth a phenomenal amount of money. He just won the most money ever won in this tournament down here. And uh, there is so much cool stuff going on. I just took Kevin and Lisa to the airport, dropped them off so they could fly back home. But uh, then I drove a truck down the Baja Saturday and Sunday for my buddy Gordon and his family. So they have a truck to drive around down here. Jumped on a plane, flew up to Tijuana, jumped in the truck and drove it to Cabo and did the whole thing and like, 19 and a half hours. It was phenomenal drive down the Baja. It was beautiful. If any of you have any questions about driving the Baja or anything to do with Cabo, we're going to start doing a lot more videos on life in Cabo and what it's all about and all the cool things that go on down here. I know what you want. Mar Marley's right here in front of me looking at me because he usually gets his little mangoes right before we go live. And he's wondering why he didn't get them. It's because dad had to run in. He was in a big hurry, son. And I'm sorry. Here you go. There you go. There. Now he's happy little monk monk. Go ahead. Eat it up. All right. So now we're finally getting a few questions. Thank you very much, everybody. Don't forget to hit the share button. It's not going to cost you anything. It's free. What's the best way to keep spiny lobsters alive overnight? Brian, that is a great question. Justin and I just made a cool video about it. What we do is we take a, a beach towel or a bath towel and we soak it in water, salt water, ocean water, or you could probably get away with using fresh water. I don't know, but I know salt water works phenomenal. And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to um, put it on top of the lobsters. And if long as they stay damp and the towel's damp, they'll, they'll live just fine. The commercial fishermen put them in wet bur, burlap sacks and they live just fine. So so the, yeah, I don't know why the negative trip and Tommy, I don't know, but every I don't know. There's so much negative in the world today. We got to stop it, gang. You got to stop. There's no reason for it. It's ridiculous. But uh, just keep them moist. You know, you got to keep them together by law. You can't take the tail off. You can't remove the tail until it's time to eat it. But if you keep them moist, if you keep them wet, if you keep a wet towel on them, 
they're able to stay alive. That's how we've done it for years, but also the, uh, the um, burlap sack, wet burlap sack works just fine. So there you go, Brian. Hopefully that helps. Let's see. Hey, Dave, it's Mac. Oh, yeah, I just did. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, gang. We got some more questions here. Gang, if you have a question, send it in. I will answer your question, and then we're going to give away a free T-shirt today. Kelly Girl is going to give you out a free shirt. A free T-shirt. Say that three times fast. Where are you going, Marley? Marley's my monkey. Those of you that have never seen the show before, I have a monkey. He's a little tiny monkey. He's called a marmoset monkey. He's a little rescue monkey. And uh, if you feel obligated to help me feed Marley, send some stars, send some tips, and let me know how to get my cat to stop marking my flipping house before Kelly kills me. Okay, here we got another question from Wyatt. What do you use to fly line anchovies for small class tuna? I have a uh, PCH nine foot medium heavy rod. And then I use the Tesoro 5 Narrow with uh, a piece of 20-pound Opsin fluorocarbon on the front of it and a number two or a number four hook. And I can cast an anchovy a long, long ways with that setup. It's all about being able to cast the anchovy. You have to be able to cast the anchovy when you're fly lining anchovies for that smaller grade tuna. So listen, if you cannot cast a conventional reel, you need to get a spinning reel which is a really good segue into, into that. What we wanted to talk about today was uh, that spinning reel that Akuma makes. That'll be perfect for fly line and an anchovy. I think I got a little video about it right here. Check it out. It's an anti-reverse from the one-way roller bearing, but you also have a mechanical... Sorry, is this is John Bretza, Director of Product Development for Okuma Fishing Tackle. And what I have here is probably one of the most exciting introductions we had at the ICAST show this year. This is a new Tesoro spinning reel. This is a reel positioned right below the Makaira spinning reel. This is a reel that's going to come with all aluminum-like construction. So it's very rigid. The body, side plate, and rotor are all aluminum. This is going to feature 13 stainless bearings, high-performance bearings. But what's nice about this is it also features dual anti-reverse. So you have that instant anti-reverse. Yeah, that, hold on, here's the second part of that. It's an anti-reverse from the one-way roller bearing, but you also have a mechanical backup anti-reverse. So if you hook that fish of a lifetime, and if for some reason the bearing is ever to go out, you have a backup in play. Now, one of the great things about this reel is it features a carbonite dual-force drag system, can generate up to 55 pounds of maximum drag. So just a ton of stopping power with that carbon fiber drag system. The gearing is really the heart and soul of this reel. It's oversized, machine cut brass gearing. It's ported out to help reduce weight and it's extremely smooth, but extremely powerful. The other thing with this gearing is that the pinion gear is double supported with uh, ball bearings at the top and the bottom. All right, look at that. That's how you're gonna fly line a anchovy, Wyatt. Get one of those reels right there. And the QR code's right up there. If you did, if you missed anything about that, just hit that QR code. It'll give you all the information you need about that reel. And uh, I'm telling you, if you cannot cast a conventional reel, 
that well, get one of those spinning reels. Get one of those Tesoro spinning reels. You're going to be able to catch anything out there right now. And you'll be able to cast it, which is probably the most important part of the whole thing is being able to cast. If you can't cast, you're not going to get out to where those tuna are. So grab that QR code I just threw up there and uh, check it out. and Check out that reel. It's going to help out tremendously. And Wyatt, thank you for that question. That helped me out tremendously. Let me roll right into the Tesoro and John. John Bretz is going to join us next Friday with the great Todd Manzer. Oh, yeah, Kelly girl. Todd Manzer is going to come on the show tomorrow during Kelly's show. He's going to be on here talking. He's going to be answering questions with Kelly girl. Todd's got all kinds of great things coming up like that one. He's now he's a, a yacht salesman. He's selling yachts on top of his, uh, maintenance program and everything else. Todd's got you pretty much covered with whatever you want to do. So Todd's going to join us tomorrow on Kelly's show. And then next week on Friday, Todd Manser is going to join us with John Bretson. and they're going to talk about how they put together the Makaira series reels. And uh, any of you that like to fish with the Makaira, you're going to love the show because you're going to learn so much about that Makaira series reel. It's going to blow your mind. So gang, listen, Tim Ogilvy wants to know, down in San Diego, when you're fishing for lobsters, what's your favorite bay, Mission Bay or San Diego Bay? Here's the thing, Tim. San Diego Bay, there's so many boats. And they most people in San Diego Bay have zero etiquette. They Whoever's there, they feel they own it. So it's kind of a combat situation fishing for uh, lobsters in San Diego Bay where it seems like just a tiny bit north, you get into Mission Bay. Seem, think, things seem to be much mellower. People are in a much better mood. There isn't as much animosity or negativity as there is in San Diego Bay. So me, being who I am, I hate that negativity. I hate being around it. So I kind of shine away from San Diego Bay and will spend more time in Mission Bay. Plus, there's so many more fun. Are so much more cooler looking area to fish than there is in San Diego Bay. Plus the traffic in San Diego Bay and the fact that you're fishing in an area where the boats can go as fast as they want. So the boat wakes, it's just a, it's not a fun environment to be fishing in, in San Diego Bay where mission Bay much mellower. They have to do five knots. Everything's much calmer. It's much easier on the family. It's much easier on the whole hoop netting thing. Everything's much easier there, and it's slower paced, I think. And you were only asking me what I think. I know there's a lot of you out there that know way more about hoop netting than I ever will, but I these questions are being asked of me, so I can only answer them for what I think, and that's what I think, Tim. All right. Oh, thank you, Brian. I'll check that out. Okay. Jack, my bu good buddy Jack. Have you ever heard of anyone chumming for rockfish? Someone from the East Coast told me too, and I thought they were crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm fishing rockfish in three or 400 feet of water. I'm going to have to drop that chum bucket all the way down there to the bottom. No, and then it's going to hang on the rock if I drift over it proper. What I found with rockfish, Jack, is if you get on the, if you get on the spot and drop your bait down, they eat it instantly. There's no need to chum. That's just what I found commercial rockfish fishing for many years is the only reason you don't catch them is because you miss the spot, especially when you're dropping down 
three, four, five, six hundred feet. It's hard to make sure that you always get your bait down on the spot. So that's what we have a big problem with is getting to them. But as far as chumming down there, I don't even know how you could possibly do it, especially if there's any current at all. Second question, how important do you think it is to have a radar in Southern California? I don't have one on my skiff. What I do, though, is I'll put on the track right away on the GPS. Anytime I go anywhere, I've got the track on the GPS. I can follow the track back to get back to the harbor. The problem is when it's foggy, it's not so much you. It's the other booger eaters out there that are driving like crazy people. When it's foggy, I slow down to a, a, a speed where I can not crash into somebody else. But the problem is the other boaters out there driving around like maniacs. But I don't think it's that important to, you can't not go, unless it's like, it's going to be for the next couple of weeks where it's, it's going to be extremely foggy, Long Beach Harbor, LA Harbor. I'm probably not going to go hoop netting in the fog just because I, I hate the fog because I hate the other boats and the way they act out there. So I'm not going to go out there in the fog and, and do it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, if you have an opportunity, if you have the extra money, there's never a time where you would get done and go, wow, I sure wish we didn't have that radar. It's, it's, it helps out tremendously, but it's not a, it's not a, I'm not going fishing because I don't have a radar type of thing. It's not that. So hopefully that kind of answered the question. What is, this is a question from Wyatt again. What is the best boat for the Channel Islands, Santa Cruz Island, Anacapa, et cetera? What do you, you mean like if you were to buy a boat, Wyatt, to go fish up there or going on the sport boat? I'm not really sure what you're talking about as far as the very best boat. But you know what, Wyatt, tomorrow... Todd Manser, who is a boat, he's a boat expert and he's a boat salesman. He's the one you're going to want to ask about fishing the Channel Islands and weather and all that stuff. He's going to be able to answer that question much better. Dave, what is your favorite bait for chum buckets? Also, do you prep chum to freeze? Here's what I've done, Matt, my whole life. I buy the, the pre-made chum buckets. Back in the day, my good friend Joe Barian, Bongo's Joe, used to make Chum buckets, that's where I first got introduced to them back in the late 70s, early 80s. Joe Barian made the bongos chum bucket. Now I just buy the pre-made chum buckets and uh, they sell them at most of the fuel docks and tackle stores. But if I was to start to make my own chum buckets, my good friend John Stanley does that. And I taught him, go get, go get a food processor that's going to be just for your chum. No, don't, don't grab your wife's food processor. Get yourself your very own cheap food processor. Take all the extra sardines, mackerel, rockfish, whatever you're catching, whatever it is. You got some tuna, dorado, whatever you have. Put that through the machine, the food processor, then dump it into the bucket and just keep doing that. Any scraps at all. Mackerel, anchovy, sardines, tuna, dorado, da-da-da-da, whatever, whatever. It all works fine because what you're doing is you're emulsifying it. You're turning it into like almost a liquid. And then that's going to ooze out. You're not, when you're using a chum bucket, you're not there to feed the fish. You're there to lure in all the bait fish. When all the bait fish come in, 
That's what causes the prey density level to increase in the water. When the prey density level starts to increase, your yellowtail, your sea bass, your big calico bass, they all come in to see what's going on because they see all the activity behind your boat. So therefore, that's how, if I was making my own chum buckets, I'm going to take all scrap at the end of the day with the sardines or the anchovies or the squid, whatever you have at the end of the day, take it. Take it home, freeze it, and then get that that uh, food processor. Go buy yourself a food processor if you want to make your own chum buckets and then get a bunch of those smaller buckets. Or just the biggest problem with the small chum buckets that they sell at the fuel docks and stuff is the handle that you tie the rope to falls off every time. So you need to make something that's permanent, that's not going to, the handle's not going to come off because I've seen it way more times than I want to admit that we tie the the rope to the chum bucket handle and it falls off and we lose the chum bucket or it's a mad panic and we're backing the boat up trying to get the chum bucket before it floats away in the current. So make sure that whatever you're using for your chum bucket has a secure handle and a way to tie it off. If you're going to design your own chum bucket, go get, go get those small buckets at Costco or at Home Depot or Lowe's with the lids and that sturdy, sturdy handle, it could be a five gallon bucket. You don't have to fill it all the way up with chum. You can fill it up halfway with frozen. And then we put them in the freezer and freeze it and then let it thaw out during the day while we're chumming. But all sardines, anchovies, mackerel, bonita, anything, if you put it through the food processor, no one knows what it is. If you have chunks of bonita on your boat and chunks of uh, calico bass and chunks of tuna and stuff, now the fish and wildlife, if they have an opportunity, they can write you a ticket for that. So don't do that. Make sure that you process it and grind it all up. And then it really, really will help you out tremendously when you're fishing and have that chum bucket. Because now we're sliding back into this wintertime, falltime fishing. John Stanley will tell you. As soon as he started to learn how to fish with the chum bucket, these never have, there's no downtime. There's no days where it's not good. Now it's fishing year round. Better than mine, Tommy? Somebody released a video better than my fly line video. Maybe you've never seen my fly line video, but that's probably why it's the best you've ever seen because you haven't seen mine. But check it out. Check out my fly line video and then let me know what you think, if it's better. It's on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Yoursaltwaterguide.com. Well, yeah, Devo, that was a totally different fishery. And that's shallow water. Can you imagine chumming at 350, 400 feet? It's not going to work. But, yeah, I remember you and your brother and and uh, Lasarge all telling me about fly line and Johnny Bass and Salmon Grouper and stuff up there in Morro Bay. Crazy. People never seen that before. You guys went up there and revolutionized the fishing up there. That was incredible. Gang. Okay. My wife told me to talk into the microphone. All right, hopefully that's better. I'll bring it to me. I'm I'm doing the best I can, baby. I'm doing the best I can. All right, so let's let's announce some winners since no one's sending us in any 
Um, no one's sending us in any questions. So, Dino, I know we're going to ship this all the way to Florida, but you just won. You just won the grab bag from Promar Ahi USA for visiting their website. Ellie just sent me this. Here's how that works, gang. When we throw that QR code up for Promar, all you have to do is scan it with your phone. That gets you entered. I don't know if Dino bought anything or if he didn't, but he scanned it once over the last month. So he just won that bag of swag. Dino, I want you to text message me at 949-374-0786 and we're going to send you out that bag of swag from Promar. I'm not positive what's going to be in it, but Dan and Kim won it last month or the month before. They put cool stuff in there, right? So check that out. And then... We got one other thing to give away that bag, that spool of uh, ops and floral carbon. We'll give that away a little bit later in the show, but Dino, you won the bag of swag. Elliot just sent me the name he picked and that's you're the one because I can't see all the names of all the people that scanned it, but Dino, you won. So text message me your address. We'll get that out to you immediately. Darren. Looks like good weather the next week and a half. I will finally be able to, hopefully one day offshore and one day. I'm hoping that the offshore thing's over, but that's just me. But I was talking to my good buddy. I'm just kidding. I was talking to my good buddy, Kevin Cubby Paul, on the way to the airport this morning. And uh, his son's a lifeguard in Carlsbad. There was a handful of boats a mile and a half off the beach in Carlsbad chasing foamers this morning of tuna. Bluefin, 60 to 150 pound fish. And there was like six or eight boats on it. Big spots of foaming tuna. So they're, they're still around, gang. That tuna is still around. That bluefin, it's not dependent on warm water. So I think you'll see that stuff all the way through Christmas. And it's just like I tell everybody, what usually happens is the... uh we run out of people before we run out of tuna and then it gets dark so early and it doesn't the sun doesn't come out till late and then it gets dark super early. So it's harder to catch them because you don't have enough time to go look for them. But it sounds like there was some good fishing off of Carlsbad this morning. That game plan we'd be posting tomorrow on our website. will have all kinds of great information in it and you'll be able to, to, uh, Get all the information you need so you don't have to suck at fishing anymore unless you're into it. Tim, is there a way to target chilies or is that just luck of the draw? No, what you need to do when you find those chilies or bite, and that's my very most favorite rockfish to eat, those chili peppers. When you find that you're catching a few of those, you need to mark that. You'll need to make sure that you only fish right there. And if you're if you're caught a couple there, there's way more than a couple there. So you need to focus on that spot and figure out which way you're drifting. That's why I always have the track on, on my GPS, so I can see which way I'm drifting, so I can get back over to the spot that I caught the chilies on and redrift it and redrift it, because those chilies are in a, usually in a big school. We used to find them, oh my God, in the 70s when I was commercial fishing. We would find migra- our, uh, spawning schools of chilies in the mud in 70 fathoms no structure around 
just mud and they would be thousands and thousands. We would drop a hundred hooks down with a 20 pound weight and it would stop. They would jump on it so fast as that thing went flying by them with a 20 pound weight and a hundred hooks, they would all eat that bait as it came flying down and they would stop the sinker from sinking. Think of that. And you catch 70 or 80 chili peppers in one drop. And we did it way more than once. That didn't happen once. It happened many, many, many times in a row. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Thank you, Dino. I just got that text from you. We got your address. I'll send that off to Promar and they'll send that off to you and you'll be totally stoked with the grab bag. And hopefully they make it relevant to Florida and what's going on down there. So they'll throw some cool stuff in the bag. Gang, you still have time to text the show at 949-374-0786. We're going to give away that bag of ops or that spool of ops and floral carbon a little bit later in the show. We're going to 130 today because I started late. Those of you that got to go back to work, you're like, he's still going. Yep, because it's an hour long show and I started late. So we're going to go to 130. Yeah, you did. Yes, that was crazy that you took all the different things. You came back and sh showed us all how to fillet fish fast too. The fast fillet that we all do now, that was from you guys up there in Morro Bay. That was crazy. You and Avila Beach, you and your brother and Cruiser and, and Glenn and everybody that went up there. Holy, what a what a time to be alive. We're I'm just talking to my buddy, Devin. Sorry. Gang. Text the show 949-374-0786. I want to give away a t-shirt. We got like three, four, five, six, seven people that sent in questions. You still got time. If you have a question, send it in to me and I will do my best to answer it. Go ahead. I'll do my best to answer any questions of anybody that sends anything in right now. And uh, try not to miss the show on tomorrow. Kelly Girl will be on the show. You can ask her any questions about fishing about living in Cabo, about what's it all about. And then Todd Manser will be here also with us tomorrow answering questions about boats. And if you have a boat or you're thinking about buying a boat or you want to sell your boat, Todd's the man. He's going to be with us. Talking about casting, what's a decent casting range? Here's the thing about casting, gang. It's not, oh, I could cast farther than you. It's accuracy. What you want to do is go down to the marina or go out on your boat and park, anchor, do park, whatever you want to call it, and then pick a spot and consistently cast to that spot. It's not about, oh, I can cast 100 yards. That's great. But can you cast 100 yards accurately and hit something that far out? It won't matter if you can't. So what I try to teach everybody is go anchor up in the harbor and cast towards the five mile an hour buoy. And once you can cast right to it every time. And the whole key about casting is the follow through, just like golf. When you're casting at the end of the cast, the tip of your rod should be pointed at the area you want to cast to. If you're ending your cast with your tip pointed up at the sun, then you're not, you're no, you have zero accuracy. The cast, you have to follow through 
The tip of your rod should be pointed at the water and it should be pointed at the water in the direction that you want that cast to go. That's probably the number one thing I could pass on to all of you that are trying to figure this casting thing out. The key is the follow through. And I watch so many people as I try to teach them, they end that cast with the tip pointed up at the sun all the time. If you just complete the follow through, you're going to have way better accuracy. You're going to have way better distance, but it's all about accuracy more than distance. You need to learn how to cast and be accurate. So when you see a tuna boiling around, you can cast where he's boiling. When you see that big calico in the middle of the kelp boiling around, you can cast right to that because most of the fish in structure, they're not moving out of the structure. It's just like fly fishing. You have to put that fly in their feeding window. Same with a bait when you're fly lining a bait. If you're seeing a tuna boil in the same spot over and over again, if you can cast your bait right to that spot where he's boiling, bam, he eats it. Same with the calico bass, same with the white sea bass, same with the yellowtail. It's all about accuracy and getting that bait or lure or whatever you're fishing with to fall into that window where that fish is feeding at. A lot of times when I'm fishing the surface iron, if I make a, if I, if I know where the bass is that I'm fishing for is, and I make a lame cast and it falls in a different area because I didn't follow through, I'll wind that jig in as fast as I can, that surface iron and cast it back out so that I know I'm going to wind it through the zone where that fish is to get a bite right away. Cause I know there's a fish right there and I'm not going to spend time with a bad cast. Here's another question. Will a Promar lobster bait cage or two double up as a chum bucket? Absolutely. Yeah, you could use those. That would work just fine. And Doug, I need you to send me, text me the owner of that, the dog's phone number because he gave it to me at the War Heroes on Water and I tried to save it on my phone and I guess I screwed it up. So if you could send me his uh, O'Field's phone number, that would be great because he wanted to talk to me because he wanted to come on. I was going to bring you and your wife and him on the podcast to talk about that great day where you saved the dog. And he was way into doing it. And then I screwed up and didn't save his number. So send it to me. That would help out tremendously. We'll get you guys both on the podcast. It'll be fun. Am I always going to be in the same spot at the PCS show? No, I'm hoping that I get to move out of the sport fishing, sport fishing boat area and move into that main hall. But basically, I'm going to go wherever Bill puts me. The cool thing about being in that booth that I was in last year, Tim, was that I was right at the stage. So I could do my seminar and then walk right into the booth. The bad part about it was it was so flipping cold that day, if you are those four days, if you remember. So it was tough up there on that stage because it was so flipping cold. And me, I run around like crazy, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm just wearing flip-flop shorts and a T-shirt. But everybody that had a set and listened to me was freezing to death. But wherever Bill puts me, I will make sure everyone knows we may be right there where we were last year. I don't know where we're going to be. Every year is going to be different. But, you know, we draw a heck of a audience for some strange reason. People want to come and listen to me talk. It's the weirdest dang thing you ever did see. Um, Dave Hill. How can you tell difference between a surface iron and a yo-yo iron? Yo-yo irons are very, very heavy. They're going to weigh eight, 
nine ounces. So you can get straight down to the bottom. Surface iron, very, very light. Very, very light. Less than an ounce. Very, very light. Uh, they're aluminum, alloyed aluminum. They, they almost float. They're so light. They're going to stay up on the surface and they're going to swim. They're going to kick like they call some of them. They call them kicker jigs and all this stuff. That's because when you fish a surface iron, every time you wind, it needs to do what my hand's doing right there. And those of you that are listening on the podcast, that surface iron is made to swim on the surface. That's why we call it a surface iron, but it's not just, you're not going to just throw it out there and wind it in as fast as you can and have it jumping out of the water you're gonna figure out the slow to medium speed to where that lure is actually kicking to the left and kicking to the right it looks like a fish swimming through the water a lot of times though when it's wide open yellowfin and bluefin we'll do what we call skipping it where we'll cast it out there and then we'll hold our tip high and wind it across the surface where it's just skipping across the surface looks like a an injured bait fish and they'll jump on it like that there's so many different techniques to surface iron, but a surface iron is very, very light in weight. That's how you're going to know right away it's a surface iron. And yo-yo irons have to be heavy because they have to get to the bottom. Whatever happened to Captain Bonerski from the Patriot? No idea. Never even heard of him. No idea. Never heard of him. Don't know anything about him. Whatever happened to him, I don't know if anybody knows. Captain Tim Bonervoski from the Patriot. I don't know, Tim. Maybe someone on the show that's watching or listening knows. Yes, exactly, Mike. It's the only seminars where you can't find a seat and the people are standing 10 deep. Like I always say, though, I think it's because I have so much free stuff we give away. Everybody's just there for the free stuff. No one wants to really listen to me. Ever thought about doing a fishing school for novice fishermen? Yeah, I have it. Dave Lee. It's called Your Saltwater Guide. Anybody that's watching the show right now that's a member of Your Saltwater Guide, put up, comment on Facebook or YouTube. Your Saltwater Guide, the website, Dave Lee, we have over 500 how-to videos on there. And if you become a member, you have access to me. You have access to Justin. You have access to Pablo. We explain every single thing you need to be successful on our video series. With 580 plus videos, people that follow it, the plan... It's super easy. It is super easy to catch fish. But most people, their ego gets in the way. Their ego gets in the way and they don't follow simple directions, Dave Lee. That, this is such a phenomenal. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much for you asking that question. If you go to www.yoursaltwaterguide.com, it is the very, very best website. If you're an expert, expert, expert fisherman, or if you're a brand new fisherman, I have you covered. The one thing that even experts like myself, we need, we need a bunch of people we can call. We need a code group. We need a group that we can call before we go fishing. I called 
My code group is IGFA Hall of Fame captains. My code group is captains that have been doing this for 40, 50, 60 years for a living that know way more than I do. My, that's my code group. That's who I call. I don't care who you are. You're going to call and you get as much information as you can before you go out fishing on your own private boat. You're just going to do that. That's why it makes me and a lot of my members laugh when people go, oh, it's Captain Dave's website's for beginners. It's for everyone. Unless you want to, here's who it's not for. Let's be honest. If you're a super negative person that loves to suck at everything they do in life, you're going to hate my website because my website's full of positive energy, full of positive members, and full of positive things that are going to help you to catch fish. The people that don't like my website are the most negative, vile, scummy human beings on the planet. Period. End of story. I have so many people that go, oh, you're a sellout, Dave. You're a sellout. I can't believe you're just doing that and just telling everyone how to be successful. <laughs> you're a booger eater if you say that. I have the bait companies call me up and ask me if we're going to give a bait report this week. The bait companies call me up and say, are you going to tell everybody where they're biting at? Because you know why? The bait companies love to sell bait. So if Captain Dave's telling you where to go, you're all going to go out on your private boat and go fish there. Tackle stores. Why, why do you think we have all these sponsors? Do we have all these sponsors because we're giving out bum information? No, we got all these sponsors because my stuff is absolutely real to the center of the earth. There's no bull loney. There's not a guy in an office or there's not a guy like there's a guy. I don't, there's a guy on YouTube that tells people where to go fishing at. And I, it, it blows my mind that people, I don't even know who he is or where he came from. People actually listen to him though. Gang from, all I want to tell you is I worked on the ocean for 48 years at the highest level you could work at. My father started in 1947. We had a big pedigree. We have people in the, in our uh, system, Todd Manser, Pete Grossbeck, um, Justin, Pablo. We have people that have been doing this for their whole lives that are out there on the water that are sharing their information with us every single day to get you more focused on where you need to be when you go fishing. To think that you're an expert, so you don't need any information. You're just going to go out there and wing it. That's the biggest crock of bullshit lies I've ever heard. Why do you think all those, you ever been on a sport boat and you see, you go in the wheelhouse and there's 15 radios and, and mics hanging all over the place and they got their cell phone and their, their, uh, sat phone and they got all that. That's because they're gathering information. So anybody that tells you, Oh, I just go out there and figure it out on my own. Well, they're lying. They're not telling you the truth, but my website gang, your saltwater guide, which I think is more like everybody's website because we have over 4,100 members now. It's going up every single day. But the community that we built over there, David Lee, is unbelievable. You can go on to the community and you can talk to everybody and everybody's going to share. That's the part that's missing. There's other web, there's other uh, fishing blog sites out there that are just filthy, vile, gross that the minute you post anything, there's 15 guys in their underwear in their mom's closet that want to just jump on you and tell you how stupid you are for asking a question. 
It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And people still stay on there. You can go onto my website. There's 0.000 negativity allowed on there. People are sharing exactly what they're doing, where they're doing it at, how they're doing it, telling you what bait they're using, what rod they're using, what hook they're using. And think about this. We also give you everything you need to be successful when you go lobster fishing. There's nobody out there that gives lobster spots. Gives lobster spots? Yeah. The, the ones. The ones that have millions of lobsters that you can go catch a lobster any time of the year. We give you fishing spots that have been proven to catch fish on for, well, since 1947. That's as far back as I go, so. That's the only, I know some of you have way more information than I do, but I'm just telling you, this is the best place to learn how to fish, but most people's ego gets in the way, Dave Lee. That's why they're not successful when they go out there. Me and Justin, or Justin and I talked about it yesterday on the show. We give you everything you need to be successful, and then we have people send us a message, go, hey, you know, you told me to go over there and fish Jurassic Park. But I went over and I fished the wreck at nachos and I used salmon heads. Well, there's not one thing on my report that said fish salmon heads ever. And there's not one thing that said, go fish the wreck at nachos. When we give you information, it's real honest to God information. That's going to help you to be successful. Just like all of our learning videos, all of our videos on the website at www.yoursaltwater. There, I'm back, right? I'm back. Can you hear me now? Anybody? And Finn's marking downstairs again. I can hear Kelly screaming at him. Oh, brother. What do we got? What do we got? Hold on a second. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you, Rodney. Hey, Rodney, nice job on those lobsters. I didn't see you mention your saltwater guide, though. Gang, if you guys are posting on social media, on Facebook or YouTube, and I'm helping you at all, can you mention my website? Please help me out a little bit, just a tiny bit. I'll always help all of you if you could just help me a little bit. And hit that, hit that share button at the bottom. There's my website, those of you that don't know. Grab that QR code right there. That's the greatest fishing website ever made for people that go fishing at any level, the highest level, the lowest level, the middle. There's no reason to not be a part of it. If you like to fish and you like to talk fishing, then you're going to love the community part of this because you can go on there and chit-chat with each other and actually share your experience, strength, and hope of fishing with each other. It's incredible, and it's safe, and nobody's talking crap, and there's no negative. And like I said when I started the show today, Aren't you all getting tired of all the negative? It just seems like the whole world went negative. It all went negative. Callan? Yes, thank you for his phone number. Okay. Dave, do you have a group you use for fishing in Mexican waters or Coronado Islands? No, and I'm trying to... Uh, thank you. I forgot to send this guy. I, I'm supposed to send him a number for... When you come down to Cabo, I got you guys to fish with. The Coronado Islands, I don't know anything. You just go out of San Diego and go fish the Coronados. 
Ensenada, we have a couple of different guys we suggest to fish with out of there. Loretto, I have a couple guys. A lot of echo, Kelly. Oh, I screwed up. Here. Yeah, Kelly, girl, thank you. I make a boo-boo. Here, this will make it better. That's more better. Yep, I can't quit touching the damn mic, and I screwed it up again, but now it's more better. More better. That was my fault. We're going to go over a little bit because we have a few more questions to answer, and I also have to give away this spool of line. Yeah, we have fish recipes on the website, Tim. If you, you look it up, you look up scallops, you look up fish, you look up Dorado, you look up calico bass. We have a bunch of different recipes, but yeah, I need to make a section. And then Tommy Gomes will be on the show again in a couple of weeks and he'll be helping me out with some cool recipes. So yeah, that's another good thing I need to get into very, very much. So we'll get that going better. Thank you, Tim, for that. Yeah, Mike Lewis, you taught your friend how to clean the poop shoots out. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> And then we'll be showing that video with uh, Rylan. Rylan made me a great video of how to clean the poop shoots out. We post showed it at the um, Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. We'll show it again. What's your advice to drive at night to the island? Do you suggest night vision binoculars? No. Nope, nope, nope. Matt, I drove sport boats for 20 years. I rode yachts for 20 years. At nighttime, you got to get all the lights off. You got to get all the lights off in your bridge or in your wheelhouse. Turn your screen, your GPS screen down to the dimmest you can possibly make it. Turn the fish finder down to the dimmest. All back lights are off. All lights are off. If you get all the lights off, you can see out there at night. You can see. Most people have too many lights on. It's just like when you're driving your car. You know how it's illegal to have the, the interior lights on when you're driving because you can't see out at night. Even though you have your headlights on, you still can't see out. The same thing goes with your boat. The more backlight problems you have on there, and most people have way too many lights on at night when they're driving, you turn down all the lights, bring everything down as dim as you can. Dim it, dim it, dim it down, and then you can see out there. Now, if you're going to travel at night and you have radar, what I suggest everybody, I don't care if your boat's 900 feet long or if it's 20 feet long, you turn that radar down to three mile range. Anything comes within your three mile, you start to track it and you never, ever, ever let anything get within a mile of you at night. So what you do is you have your radar on three miles with the rings. Each ring is a mile. So you have three miles. I don't care if your radar is a hundred mile radar, which you know is a waste of money. Anything over 12 miles, the curvature of the earth, you can't really see that well anyway especially on a small boat that's not high off the water. Yeah, the earth is round, you flat earthers. Yep, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, I can't help it. But you bring the radar down to three miles. When something comes within your three miles, then you start to shrink the screen down. Never ever, though, do you ever want anything within your mile. You own that mile when you're driving at night. So everything... A mile away from you, that's your water. What do you mean, Dave? Well, I never let anything get within my mile. And the main reason is because in Southern California, we have a lot of boats 
a lot of tugboats towing barges coming to and from Catalina or coming from San Diego up to LA are coming from LA down to San Diego. There's barges being towed at night all the time. And there's also boats towing boats at night. So that's why we never want to get it within because no one's towing anything a mile behind them, but they are towing it five, six, 800 yards behind them. They're towing stuff way back behind them. So you don't want to get within a mile of any other boat. I tell everybody that I teach that other boat has a mile. You have a mile. That's two miles away from each other. If you never get within that space, you're never going to hit anything. And then slow down at night. If your boat does 40 knots, that's phenomenal, but you don't do 40 knots at night. Slow down 10 knots, 12 knots is a great speed at night. That's going to give you time to react to things. You just have to understand you got to leave earlier if you got somewhere to be and you just want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to be going that fast into the, uh, into the dark because too many bad things can happen when you drive that fast in the dark. So you don't want to do that. So slow it down, pay attention to what's going on. I'm trying to speak into the mic and uh, I'm doing the best I can. I can't quit moving, Dave. You know me, I got ADD. I can't stop moving. I'm always a wiggle, but have been since I was a little kid. Listen, we are giving away that spool of line to do, 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 Elliot. Come on. No. All right. Okay. Thank you. Matt Kavina, Matt Kavina. You know who you are. You're on here right now. You just text me, Matt Kavina, or Elliot just text me your name, Matt Kavina. Send me your address. You won the spool of line and tell me what pound test you want. Anywhere from eight pound to three, 200 pound. He's got the floral carbon. Send me your address and your line size gang. That's going to wrap it up for the show today. We did a whole hour. Just like I told you, I got a ton of stuff to do. Tomorrow's going to be a phenomenal show. Kelly girl and Todd Manser are going to be together on the show, answering all your questions. Todd will be answering your questions about, Boats and Kelly will be answering your questions about how hard it is to live with Captain Dave. And we will go live tomorrow at 12 o'clock, right on time. I got nothing pressing tomorrow. I will see you all tomorrow. I want to thank you all for being a part of the show and do yourself and all your friends. Think about whatever you're about to say and lose the negativity. There's so much, I can't even comprehend how much negative there is. And uh, tomorrow night, Big night. Thank you, Mike Lewis. Tomorrow night's going to be a phenomenal night. We're going to be doing the live show from out on the water with Justin Botrell, Mike, Mike Lewis. Everybody's going to be on the boat tomorrow night, fishing lobsters live. Last week we did it. We had 10,000 watched minutes. That's more than CNN gets in a month. We had 10,000 watched minutes on our little podcast from the water hoop netting in Long Beach Harbor. So, you're going to get to see four people that are on the show every week, making all the comments. They're going to be out there hoop netting with Justin. Let's egg them on and hope they catch a bunch of lobsters. It's going to be a great show tomorrow night. It's going to be a great show tomorrow at noon. I'll see you all tomorrow at 12 o'clock and have a great day and turn off the news. They're all lying and I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 